Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original... I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the death of Quibi. Here's what you need to know. It was Hollywood's most anticipated, disruptive startup, backed by billions of dollars, high-profile investors, and A-list creators. Despite it all, Quibi's life was as short as its quick bites of content. The entire endeavor lasted only six months. After running Disney Studios, launching DreamWorks, and overseeing DreamWorks Animation until selling the studio to Comcast Universal for $3.8 billion, in 2018, Hollywood kingpin Jeffrey Katzenberg began to dream up his next empire. 
He quickly teamed up with billionaire CEO Meg Whitman, known for transforming eBay from a $4 million to an $8 billion company and running for California governor on a Republican ticket in 2010, which she lost. Meg Whitman had been following mobile trends for some time. Since 2012, mobile streaming had gone up from six minutes to a whopping 80 minutes per day. Katzenberg knew that with this unmatchable vision, they could create a premium version of the typically free mobile content found on YouTube or TikTok. Short for Quick Bites, Quibi would produce six to 10 minute long chunks of content that users would pay to access on their phone as they, say, stood in line for a sandwich. We're making mobile moments extraordinary, Whitman said at a tech event prior to launching. That means creating a technology platform optimized for people on the go and giving them a great entertainment experience in those in-between moments. The service would also feature a technology they called Turnstyle, which would deliver different camera angles and viewing experiences of the same show depending on which way a viewer held the phone. With deep pockets and a reputation for going against the grain, Katzenberg and Whitman raised a total of $1.75 billion from high-profile investors, including all the major Hollywood studios, tech giants like Google, and financial companies like J.P. Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs. The investments helped secure a slate of A-list directors and producers who found Quibi's format both challenging and inspiring. It turned out to be an incredibly fun challenge as a storyteller, said writer-director Vina Sud. Like running down a soccer field that was half the length I'm used to with 20 additional players. Wireless, co-created by Steven Soderbergh, featured a man stranded in the mountains with a dying cell phone. If you turned your phone vertically, the view switched to the character's cell phone screen. Other shows included Dismantled, where blindfolded chefs get blasted in the face with a mystery dish shot out of a cannon and must recreate it based on taste. Chrissy's Court, starring Chrissy Teigen overseeing a small claims court. Sam Raimi's 50 States of Fright, featuring one of the few viral Quibi clips when Emmy winner Rachel Brosnahan died while donning a golden arm. And Dummy, starring Anna Kendrick as an aspiring writer who befriends her boyfriend's sex doll. Quibi launched on April 6, 2020 for $5 a month with ads, or $8 a month without. Users were offered a 90-day free trial. The app quickly rose to number three in Apple's App Store. But less than a week after launching, Quibi abandoned its initial hook, that it would only be available by mobile device, when Whitman announced Quibi would be formatted for the TV eventually. On October 21st, 2020, only six months into its launch, Quibi announced it would be shutting down completely. As reported by Wall Street Journal's Ben Mullen, after confirming the end of Quibi on a video conference with all of his employees, quote, an emotional Mr. Katzenberg suggested Quibi staffers listen to the song Get Back Up Again, sung by actress Anna Kendrick in the animated film Trolls, to buoy their spirits. In a public letter, executives Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman wrote, It is with an incredibly heavy heart that today we are announcing that we are winding down the business and looking to sell its content and technology assets. Our failure was not for lack of trying. We've considered and exhausted every option available to us. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. 
Following the announcement of Quibi's demise, some 250 employees were laid off and given severance packages. In total, Quibi raised $1.75 billion. By the end of its run, Jeffrey Katzenberg announced the company would return $350 million, or 2% of Quibi's total investments, to its investors. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is friend, music manager, all-around music awesomeness, Noah Chernin. Hi, Noah. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today to talk about this um, terrible tragedy that happened in uh, 2020. Let's start off by the tragedy of 2020. The, it was the, yeah, it was the I'm pretty sure it's the only uh the only bad tragedy of 2020. Can you think I mean can you think of any I others? No, nope, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> so, um Noah, before we get started, we like to, you know, ask our guests what is something that is recently alarming you? What is keeping you up at night? Well, here's something. I've talked to maybe like four or five people in the last few weeks. Everybody who's gone to the dentist and everyone has been told that they've been grinding their teeth. People that, are, people that have previously been, uh, no, you know, no grinders or whatever you would call them. The, but, um, they call them no grinders, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I was low trying to grinders be funny. too. Low, there's low grinders, uh, low, and then there's no, no grinders. Yeah, there's no, that's right. And then there's show grinders who they <laughs> grind their teeth, but it's just sort of like a, for show, for show, yeah. for show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's. I think it goes deep. I think it's really indicative of a lot the stress that people are going through. And yeah, it, it's. It, I, I, I'd be curious to see. You know what kind of teeth people have you know in fossils like after we all die and you know the future finds our teeth in fossils like the uh the evolution of teeth right Mm. they'll just be flat and they'll know that that was these are the generation that lived through post post 2020 (laughs) (laughs) do you grind your teeth noah are you a no are you a show grinder or no i have never i had never um ground my teeth before Mm -hmm. right Mm. but recently yes i have you find yourself during the day because I do that a little bit at night. Sometimes I wake up with jaw pain. It's a nighttime thing. It's a sleep thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. For most people, but well, I think we're going to see an article. I think something's going to come like Ooh. teeth. You know, people's dental health, mental and dental health. Mental and mental dental. and dental. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll... something to look out for, and possibly a future episode on our show. And then um, you'll get the people who are pro pro grinders. You'll get like. <laughs> So there's no grinders sugar. All right, I'm over. <laughs> okay, thank you, Chris. Let's let's. This is the perfect transition because um, you know we need to start talking about Quibi and boy, what a grind that was. That was. Oh God, nice one. That was Did you nice. like it? That was good. I really like that. What a grind. Um, now I, I have a little bit of a timeline that that we can discuss, um, but. We we were just before we started recording, we were kind of jumping into the um, the you know, we were reading the list of shows mm-hmm. and Chris, you were saying that you're actually interested in in some of these uh, projects you wish you had watched. 
Well, part of the Quibi uh, experience was going to be the way you hold your phone could affect how you're viewing. So Soderbergh had this idea. You guys, talk, I think you talked about. You're going to talk about it in the opening, where if you move your phone up, you can see this this guy who's sort of in a survival situation. You can see the view from his phone, or you can see the view that he has, or whatever. Like, and then also the the Steven Spielberg one, where he you can only watch it if it's dark. That's like <laughs> to me, that's a cool idea. I mean, that's idea. pretty cool. <laughs> high concept totally sort of interactive and it's like you can't watch you know not being able to watch a horror movie during the day like a wuss or just go into a dark room like just yeah that's try you're trying to trick spielberg yeah i'm trying to game the quibi system (laughs) (laughs) or yeah you could put a blanket just over where your phone is being you can yeah you could just carry a kitchen towel around and sort of or if you can't wait, you just fly to a different time zone where it is night so you can keep watching continuously and be like, ha-ha. Well, if you're spending as much as the Quibi people spent, you could probably spend yeah. money on the, on the private yeah. plane. You, you could just buy Spielberg. So, uh, Noah, <laughs> Noah you, were, you were saying that you had read some article. Uh, I, I stopped you, and now I wish I hadn't because now I forget where we were going with that. Oh, I was talking about the origin of the name... Quibi. Right. And they had a, you know, they get the brain trust together to go, we need a name uh, like Kleenex, where it's just, you know what, you know, Xerox, it's going to like take over like the whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think before Quibi, they had Omakase was mm-hmm. the name. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. Which is already taken. You know, yeah. <laughs> and Between then, those two, I like Quibi. I like Quibi over Omakase, but even Quibi is. A problem already. Short for quick bite. Like, quick would you bite, eat yeah. at a restaurant called Quick Bite? <laughs> <laughs> it's for people on the go. Well, yeah, I guess that's a good point, Noah. You know, if they were trying to make it Kleenex style, you know, as big as Kleenex, then it would be like you'd be watching on your phone and be like, shh, shh I'm quibbing. Yeah, they have to <laughs> verb it out, but it, it doesn't verb well. It's <laughs> it doesn't verb well. Can we put that up on the board? Sure. Let's start off with uh, with just the pro- problematic name, I guess. Um, Got it. And let's talk about the timeline because here's how it goes down. So Quibi launches in April on April 6, twenty twenty. It's number three in the Apple App Store. Then less than a week after launching. Quibi CEO Whitman announces that Quibi would be formatted for the TV eventually, abandoning initial hook. Okay. By April 16, only 10 days after launching, Quibi has dropped out of the top 70 in the App Store. 10 days. By June, uh, Quibi was asking executives to take take a 10% pay cut. To avoid layoffs, with Katzenberg citing the pandemic as responsible for everything that has gone wrong. Wait, can I just stop you for one second? (laughs) I would really like, I know the pandemic is going to go on the board, but it's not to me. I'll just say it like at the top. Wow. The pandemic is not the reason that to me that could be failed. (laughs) It's good timing for them, but no way. It's a good it's, scapegoat. Yeah. It's only good timing because, right, exactly. It's a scapegoat, right? Yeah. Okay. So for uh, we need it needs to go up on the board. No is uh-huh. on the record for no no pandemic, but it's going to go up on the board, and you it know we're going to gonna talk board. about it. it has okay. to be on the board. Should be. <laughs> but for the record, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> okay. So then July comes, 
as the first 90 day free trials ended because they had started, everyone got 90 days free and then you had to opt in to pay the uh, five or eight dollars monthly. Um, as they ended, The Verge reported that only about eight percent converted into paid subscriptions. Ooh. And to That's know, rough. too, yeah. all eight percent were people that just forgot to unclick yes, the box. You're probably right. That's I'm sure there is a percentage of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to know what the rate of return on people exactly who just sort of passively agree to be a part of this. Honestly, that's impressive. That only eight percent. You know that how low it is is actually very impressive because I I would think that more than eight percent of people you know forgot to take their credit card off. Mm-hmm. You you could make the argument that people were not subscribing because pandemic and funds are tight but then like the the advocate or whatever the alternative to that is that it was surging for things like disney plus and all these other new streaming things that were coming out yeah so okay so the october 21 as we know it was the you know quibi announces that it's shutting down completely it's only six months after and you know that that the I, I, I did feel bad for for Quibi because, you know, I, I'm just like, oh, what a loss. Like, you know, so much potential that could have been, you know, so much money that was sent, spent um, trying to, uh, you know, push money into the entertainment business, you know. And then when I read about the song that Katzenberg suggested that staffers listen to mm-hmm. as like solace, I get angry again. Mm. <laughs> I don't know the song. I should have listened to the song. What, what makes you angry about it? Yeah, please. I want to know what I want to know that as well. I'm just like I, I don't honestly. I don't know the song either. But don't suggest. <laughs> don't just don't suggest any song to to uh, uh, comfort. Like, is there a song in this scenario, Noah, that you can think of hmm. that would actually help the situation? Hmm. Is there any song? Imagine. Maybe. Well, no, it did. No, remember the fiasco that the Imagine video was during the uh, pandemic? No, I forgot <laughs> about that. The other great tragedy of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's suggesting that people listen to it, not that they send a, a group text to like the famous people chain. And right, right. Although but that it does, would have been it, amazing. And I probably would have paid, I would probably would have signed up to be a premium subscriber to, to watch it. <laughs> I feel like it speaks to a certain level of like hubris where it's like they're going to create this big old company and it's never going to fail. And then it fails and they're like, it failed. So listen to this song. This is how you should deal with it. It's uh, like telling it's. Ex- it, that's what that yes, Clayton. Thank you. That's Clayton, what's upsetting about it. I think you're hitting on a lot though, like the giantness of the whole thing, the one point seven five billion, the egos, the hubris. Like, there's to me no worse idea than shoehorning creativity into technology. Mm. You know, why don't we put that up on the board? Yeah, I like. That. I love that. And uh, tell us why, Noah. It's just the idea of like making something for a specific thing makes sense to me if you are someone like a TikTok person or a YouTube person that like are using the platform and figuring it out. But like to dedicate billions and billions of dollars to this idea that like, you know, Soderbergh's going to make a movie where you can flip the camera or, or 
Spielberg's going to make this movie that you can only watch in the dark. It's just like people don't want to watch that stuff. People want to watch what they watched last night, today on the bus, and they're going to continue it later. Hmm. When does anybody be like, oh, like, oh, this 10 minute show, I'm just going to bust this out right now. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> well, it sounds like a chore. I got to bust right. out this 10 minute show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not what I want to do with my downtime. Just also the idea before of like the in-between moments is something that only people who don't exist in the reality of the real world think that other people have. These in-between <laughs> moments at the bank or at the cleaners, I saw Katzenberg say. It's like, nobody's... The only thing people are doing and looking at the cleaners are they're texting their friend going like, this fucking line is so long. Like, no... <laughs> I feel like it's... It, the in-between moments, saying... Like, there's something about saying... You know, like you have moments that are whatever and you choose to fill it with whatever, like you're either thinking about something, maybe you do watch something or text someone, but to come in and be like, we're going to claim your in-between moments mm. and we're going to tell you like, this is how you do it. Yeah. Seems almost like it's manipulative. Like you, you feel coerced where it's like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to like sign up and pay to have my in-between moments organized for me. Right. So should we, how, how do we uh, encapsulate that into something you put on the board? Because I feel like that could get rolled up into hubris, but it's a very specific... It's like, um, you know what it is? It's, it's, um, it's controlling, right? It's like controlling the masses, the, the downtime of time of the masses. It's like big, yeah, it's like big brother, like Hollywood meets Silicon Valley in this like incredible thing that only 10 people really want, but like, <laughs> every, but it just rolled, you know, just snowballed like, oh, this people are giving millions of dollars and these people and I'll look at all these people who are wrapped up in it. It's almost right, like we a, just put in between moments, I, just yeah. that kind Let's of represents that what in, But I, but I think I, I can encapsulate this with how about this Co- consumer condescension? Oh, Ooh. I like that. I, I love good. the double C. You know. Well, my name's Chris, <laughs> and I come hard with those C's. <laughs> I like that. Um, I like that. Now let's talk about the pandemic. It has to be spoken about. So initially, Quibi founders believed that the pandemic wouldn't affect the launching of their on-the-go company. This is according to the New York Times. Miss Whitman said that she wasn't concerned about the crisis's effect on the startup's chances. Think about how often you use your phone when you're homebound, she said. Given the quality and quantity and convenience of Quibi, we think it comes at a time when people are looking for relief, looking for distraction, and looking to escape. Ms. Mr. Katzenberg said, By May 11th, Jeffrey Katzenberg was telling New York Times, I attribute everything that has gone wrong to coronavirus. Mr. Katzenberg <laughs> said in a video interview. So Noah's on one side of this issue. Katzenberg's on the other side. It's just too Every- good. It's too convenient. <laughs> everything... Everything, but we own it. My hope, my belief was that there would still be many in-between moments while sheltering in place. <laughs> the in-between <laughs> moments are now sounding ridiculous. Okay, well, you need a musical of in, like in-between moments. The musical needs to come out. That's a great idea. Is it just talking um, about like number two? Like what? I, like, what is an in an IBM an in-between moment? An in-between an IBM. Okay. Oh, um, there are still those. Uh, so he goes on to say, there are still those moments, but it's not the same. It's out of sync. So our in-between moments have now changed, uh, is what he's saying. Now, 
This is according to Vulture. However, plenty of streaming companies saw the stay-at-home order as a boon. Instagram Live is surging and mobile phone use is up, with uh, with shocked iPhone users posting screen time reports graphing dramatic spikes. This is according to Forbes. Live streaming and video apps soared in popularity (laughs) during the pandemic, as was the app economy as a whole. YouTube and TikTok now outrank the likes of Disney Plus and Netflix, Netflix, which were number one in 2017 through 2019 in terms of consumer spend among social communication and entertainment apps. So... I want to say a lot, just like hearkening back to, to hubris, because something that I read from your research, Rebecca, and that relates to this is that um, it's very telling that when they were asking the CEOs like Katzenberg and, and Whitman, like what shows you're watching, you're making this huge thing for people to consume. Like, what are your favorite shows? And they, it's like she couldn't answer. It was like, oh, I don't know. It's like a show about President Grant on the History Channel. It's like, whereas all which these I was other- interested. I was like, oh, interesting. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but all these other companies, like they, they have like history and research and like interest and background in content. And these are people who don't really know much about content who are supposedly creating the biggest content game changer of the century. Well, mm. do they really not know about content though? I don't know. Well, I mean, Katzenberg Katzen- would know about content, right? <laughs> you know, I, there's, there, there's sort of... Uh, it's interesting because, okay, so if you think about it, what do I do with my in-between moments? Actually, I am on TikTok. People love that TikTok now about, because mm-hmm. it just... Your the, IBMs are consumed by my uh, TikTok. My IBMs and my <laughs> IBMs are, are consumed by TikTok. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that now TikTok is basically like has an algorithm which can tell what you like and Mm. sort of categorizes things and it's like oh you like funny stuff like you like sports Mm -hmm. highlights sometimes whatever um and then um what what katzenberg tried to do is he tried to sidestep what the consumer was actually going to so what what i'm getting to is content is something that katzenberg and all these executives he hired yeah they're familiar with but I think that there's been a growing disinterest in basic content, content, traditional content, you know, like a show where, you know, that you saw on TV. People are more into these days real life funny stuff that happens like, you know, grainy videos of like whatever news anchors falling down or like. I mean, that has always been popular. Yes, it always makes me laugh. But, but now, like, but I think now even more so, people are sort of like groaning about old-fashioned content. And so maybe what I'm going, uh, angling for here is like, maybe we should put old-fashioned content oh well that's interesting yeah. you say that because, yeah, I was going to, I was going to put up doing it the old-fashioned way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Vox writer Peter Kafka argued that Quibi's failure was because it tried to restore an old-fashioned and more ethical way of business, paying your content creators. So Vox says, I would like to see more uh, uh, Quibbies in the future, not the concept or the execution, but the model, running a media business the old-fashioned way where you ask people to make something, pay them for it, and then try to resell that work to someone else. 
There's also the new and often much more successful way to run a media business, get people to give you stuff for free, get people to consume that stuff for free, and sell their attention to advertisers. You may not want to call yourself a media business for strategic valuation or legal reasons, but you are most definitely in the media business. This has worked really, really well for YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, mm-hmm. but it's not clear that the model that YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook use, which is dependent on ingesting as much free content as possible and disrupt distributing as widely and quickly as possible with as little input from the people who run those businesses as possible is good for the rest of us. But if you're going to dunk on Quibi for failing so big, so fast, at least at least give them this. They failed the old fashioned way, which still has an upside. Right. So dis- distinction, though, we need to make between what he's talking about, which is old fashioned way of doing business, which is paying people for content. Uh-huh. And what I was just talking about, just old fashioned, like content, mm-hmm. right? Wh- which is like these TV shows, this, you know, uh, what's her name doing judge Judy, uh, Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen doing judge Judy, or, you know, a show where Anna Kendrick is like, you know, a comedy show, dark comedy show where Anna Kendrick is like best friends with her boyfriend, sex doll or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's, those are traditional narratives that, that was what I was sort of talking about. But what Kafka makes a really good point here and something that an issue I have with things like TikTok and YouTube or whatever is that these tech companies are making millions of dollars and they are not doing anything. Right. I mean, they just come up with the algorithm and people just run away with it on their own and they get paid for eyeballs. I wonder how much Quibi looked at or could have learned from like the, the streaming music industry, because it seems like, you know, like that we've become so used to free content now and that really hurt the music industry because everything went streaming and people were used to that. They were able to start like illegally downloading and then do free streaming. And it seems like, Quibi was like set up in the same way where it's like you gotta you gotta pay for this service even though you're used to getting you can get free stuff elsewhere like that's already kind of uh, uh, you have to sell that right mm. yeah mm-hmm. Spotify though or these or digital streaming services have everything right you know they have any music that you can want they have the entire library you're paying for that or you're opting for the free with with commercials quibi was only making things for themselves only for this tech device for the phone my question is like were they thinking that there were social media uh, applications to quibi like if, if that was part of it it makes sense but on the other hand like if they put Quibi on shows on TV or on other things, like it it would give the content more validation. Like I feel like sequestering your, your Spielberg Mm. movie to a phone. It just doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. And also it's like untested, you know, like there's nothing that people already love. It's like, we don't know if it's a good new Spielberg thing. It's just his name. So it's Mm -hmm. not like there's like a friends on there that you're, you would love to sign up because you do like friends and maybe you'll discover some new content. Right. It's like all new. I I think that there's a lot of good stuff where I want to get this, all this up on the board. So make sure we have up there, Clayton, um, old fashioned content, old fashioned way of doing business. Mm -hmm. Got it. Content confusion. um, Is that something? Content Ooh. confusion. Ooh, that's interesting. I like that because that's what it's both. That's what first you were talking about, Chris. It's it has like two C's. there's two C's. content 
for social media condescension <laughs> content for film tv the old yes. way right. i want to hit up on two things that we've talked about um before we forget first uh, something noah mentioned which i think could be put up on the board which is no backlog quibi didn't have right like a bunch of shows that were all of a sudden going to be on Quibi. Like it didn't have the whole Friends archive. Right, that Peacock gets. Um, exactly, like other, you know. Um, it didn't have The Lion King. It just had Disney their Plus own gets. content, yeah, right. you know. So there was nothing to draw viewers other than like a potentially new show that they might like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's something to that. And number two, I want to talk about we we've already talked about this but i'm thinking we could call it out of touch hollywood hubris mm, okay That's and good. this is this is going on uh what you talked about clayton uh well okay so both meg whitman and jeffrey katzenberg have been criticized for being out of touch billionaires moguls with little understanding of their audience and it's easy to see why This is uh, what you were referencing, Clayton. This is Mm. a Vulture article that says Jeffrey Katzenberg originally wanted Quibi's name to be omakase, which is a term used to describe high quality sushi selected by the chef he enjoyed at least once a week at Nobu Malibu. Uh, when asked what TV shows she watches, Meg Whitman responded, I'm not sure I'd classify myself as an entertainment enthusiast, but any particular shows she likes? Grant, she offered, on the History Channel. It's about President Grant. <laughs> um, I, I, again, I'm interested. But, but you niche. Know. It's niche. <laughs> it's niche. <laughs> uh, according to an ex-quibite, oh boy, that's what they're called, um, to... Uh, <laughs> Exquibite to Vulture, they said, a thing Jeffrey always says is, I'm not a child or a mother, but I made movies children and mothers loved. I know millennials better than millennials. The duo didn't say, okay, Noah's shaking you can't his head. Say just that. when you say that, you're just, that's what I was, it's, you can't say that. It's like, again, it's like saying a ship is unsinkable or a building is fireproof. Right. It's not really the same thing, but... <laughs> So You're just setting yourself up. All that goes to out-of-touch Hollywood hubris, which I agree. Yes, I think I so. Um, the, so this is according to TechCrunch. At the beginning of the year, Whitman touted the company's plans to spend up to $100,000 per minute of programming, $6 million per hour. The executive proudly contrasted the jaw-dropping sum to the estimated five hundred to five thousand an hour spent by YouTube creators. So she's basically, uh, she's like, "Look how cool it is that I'm wasting all this money." Pretty much. <laughs> First of all, we also it. <laughs> burning it during the interview, just like lighting dollars on fire. Like, isn't this cool? Like. <laughs> Uh, we also have to t- just put uh, Katzenberg and Whitman up on the board before we forget. Yes, yes. let's not forget because I, I didn't have them on here. So <laughs> good. <laughs> that could have been a... We, we have the occasional slip up. We call it the Kanye slip up. Is that what we call it? Because one time we did the Kanye and Taylor Swift. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Rivalry. And we didn't put Kanye up on the board. Is that right? <laughs> uh, we've also done uh, murders where we haven't put the person who the serial killer <laughs> up, on the the board. up on the board. <laughs> okay. But we digress. Three things I, we need to touch on. And then 
I just want to hear if we can move on. Bigger competition has to go up on the board, right? We're talking uh, free apps like YouTube or TikTok. Um, but Matt, they, they match the big, big budgets of top streaming services. In the end, Quibi couldn't compete with more established streaming services. Um, this is this is obvious. Um, un, being unmemeable. Mm. So according to The Ringer, perhaps most ill-advisedly, while all that content may have been snackable, it wasn't shareable. Quibi viewers couldn't take a screenshot of a scene to text to friends, for example, nor could they so much as share with the app, within the app. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, that's all people are doing these days, yeah. right? They made an app for a phone without any social or sharing capabilities. It's like when you guys share a song with me on Spotify, I have the Apple music, and so I have to go and retype it into my Apple. I, I'd have to either download Spotify... God forbid. Okay, what's your point there? I don't know. <laughs> well, I was just saying, if somebody wanted to share something from Quibi, they would have to download the app. You'd have to send to your friend, like, hey, can you download and pay five bucks a month and you can see this funny clip? <laughs> it's like, that's a tough sell, right? That's true. Yeah. So I also want to put up on the board the fact that mobile content is usually free. Yeah. Variety says, while Katzenberg had post... Uh, posited mobile videos as a white space ripe for taking in reality quibi was also fighting for attention against a massive and growing ecosystem of mobile video apps like tiktok instagram snapchat and youtube that provided for free a virtually endless stream of short form form entertainment um vulture linked quibi's failure to the story of mcdonald's arch deluxe burger okay this is interesting Uh, Vulture says, in 1996, McDonald's introduced the Arch Deluxe, a hamburger that was more expensive than its other burgers. Convinced that a premium product would appeal to an older demographic of urban sophisticates, (laughs) sophisticates, Uh, McDonald's spent more than 150 million on ad campaigns, an enormous sum at the time. As it turned out, the chain's existing customers like McDonald's for its cheapness. (laughs) (laughs) And less price-sensitive non-customers preferred to eat somewhere other than a fast food joint. (laughs) Four years later, amid anemic demand, the Arch Deluxe was discontinued. I remember. We had a new product, Katzenberg said in an interview with CNBC. Uh, We asked people to pay for it uh, before they actually understood what it was. I think we thought there would be easier adoption by people to do it. We like YouTube and TikTok for its freeness. Yeah. That's part of it for us. I think that Quibi was just asking people to do too much. Download this thing, pay for it. It's stuff you've never seen. You can't, like, it's just, it's butting up against all the stuff that has everything. Like, Netflix and Disney Plus are successful and HBO Max or whatever are successful because they make great original content and they have Mm. great catalogs of stuff. So we put like it like the it, the the concept was a big ask on the board like just like a big ask in general a big ask <laughs> I like big ask <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that I just think I think that's a really great point that it's requiring a lot of someone to like get behind it's not like 
Especially when consumers, as consumers these days, everything is just, it just pops right up in your email and then it just like pops right up and you can just click it and then it's over. You've already, you got what you wanted. I know. I think you guys are right. And I also just want to point out that as creators, people who, you know, are working in the industry, I do... Uh, appreciate them wanting to pay for content. Yes, you know, so 100%. Gonna, yes, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I second that. And I had that in sort of the back of my mind as, as wanting to sort of discuss, but go ahead. No, I, I just think that it's, you know, it's the other side that nobody want you know, talks about, which is that there's a lot of free content out there and it is scary how much it's being consumed and you know people who are creatives or artists you know are are being left behind well this goes into a bigger subject which is really about consumerism because we want things as cheap as possible you know and we don't want to have to pay for things and then we complain when we can't get those things right affordable you know like it's a bigger like and then where are we getting it and who's paying for it and who's working to do those things that you know me about consumerism. uh, As far as like creatives getting paid to do stuff, like I think they shortchange the creative people because they, you know, no one's going to say no to like, here's a bunch of money to make the thing that you want to make. Everyone great. I'll give it a shot. I sold the show to Quibi. I'm going to do it. You know, everybody's going to give it a shot. But to just mm-hmm. stick it into that lane, like if you were to, if they were to reannounce Quibi and be like, "This is an all new channel with all new content," it's like MTV or Comedy Central, like you, the, you, you know, just launch a thing with all these shows. It gives it more of a like. It's more interesting. Like, oh, cool, they're trying something, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and then you can cross over to all the platforms. But they just, I don't know. They just missed like the overall. I think they just got so locked into this thing. Mm. Their like their idea that it's going to be all these things, but really just has to be good at like one thing. Like if they just made great content, it would have been fine. I think. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. they got thrown off by phone culture. I just feel like they got uh, obsessed with wanting to produce stuff that you could watch on your phone versus just produce stuff that you could watch that was good. That that sort of goes back to what Noah said before: shoehorning creativity into technology, right? Yeah. Where they well, they they tried to just make it about the phone. Yeah, but, I, I think it, we're ready to maybe start discussing some things yes. that we can start knocking off the list. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, hit us, Chris. Okay, so who's to blame for the death of Quibi? Problematic name? Pandemic? Shoehorning creativity into technology in between moments, consumer <laughs> condescension, doing it the old fashioned way, old fashioned content, content confusion, no backlog of popular content, out of touch Hollywood hubris, Katzenberg and Whitman, bigger con- competition from the likes of YouTube and TikTok, unshareable, not social media friendly, charging for mobile content. Or the big ask concept. <laughs> big, big ask. Big, big ask. Big ask. I, 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 must say, I must say, these are the most sort of conceptual like list of, uh, of things to blame we've ever had on the board. Well, the whole like, thing hey. is so high concept anyway. Like, Yeah, it's true. That's fair. It's appropriate. And it's also Noah's our guest, so... Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Conceptual. <laughs> We're a, thinking big. <laughs> yeah, high concept. He's a high concept guy. Let's see. What can we start crossing off the list? Well, I know what Noah's going to say. What? The oh, pa- the, the pan- pandemic? The well, I don't think they're totally not to blame. Definitely they- didn't help. Are we sorry? Uh, maybe is this like, because all of these things are to blame. We're looking for like the top... The number yes. one contender. Yes, yes. exactly. If we give the we give the we put the number one in jail, and the number two we give the big slap to. All right. Well, I would say for me, the pandemic is not a number one contender. But 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 does it deserve to get uh, taken off the list right now? I feel like you know process through process of elimination. It's hard because, well, maybe we should start folding things into yeah, one another. Yeah, we have some similar concepts. I think. Yeah. Like consumer condescension can be folded into out-of-touch Hollywood hubris or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes. Consumer. Which, yeah. What do you think? Was it Katzenberg and Whitman can roll into some of that stuff. Into out-of-touch Hollywood hubris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I agree. And, and I also think that we can take off the problematic name. Um, I just think other other things. I I would kind of push it, back against that. The name I think was a huge problem. Really? Yeah. I mean, it didn't verb well. That's well, what we it wrote didn't down. Verb well, but 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 also, <laughs> and that's true. But also, like Katzenberg's idea was high quality content, right? Uh, that was made that would could be consumed quickly. Quibi doesn't tell me that. Quibi quick bites, even when you know what it is, quick bites doesn't tell me that it's high quality content. In fact, it probably suggests the opposite that it's just well, like quick bites. It's like, it's almost fast food. Should have called it a muse bouche, right? That's oh. Whoa. Whoa. 
That's what he that was, was looking for. Whoa. Wow. You should have been Where in the room. Where were you? <laughs> I know. You, you could have saved 1.75 I was in an in-between moment. Dollars. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was having an IBM. Couldn't make <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we're you want to keep it, it on the board? Yeah, okay. let's keep it up. Um, I feel, yeah, I, I feel uh, like. Well, no, go go go. I'm I'm, I'm undecided. Go on, Rebecca. Well, uh, doing it the old-fashioned way and old-fashioned content. I feel like we can fold old-fashioned content into doing it the old-fashioned way, and. Uh, I think that all folds into content confusion because they, they just didn't know what to do with the con- with, with their concept and with the content that they had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how okay. to marry it. Yeah. It, 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 for me, with so many sort of high concept things on the board, it does like I do because kind of my mind is going to what are the most uh, to blame. Mm hmm. Um, and the things that sort of have come up for me are the unshareability of it um, and the um, the old-fashioned Hollywood hubris approach, which unfortunately, like you said, that's the more just way of going about things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's not old-fashioned. Uh, old-fashioned. Well, I don't think when we were saying out of touch Hollywood hubris, we weren't talking necessarily about the specifics of like paying creators for their content. It was more about just right, like right, big right. moguls who don't necessarily, they're not in touch. They think they know millennials better than anyone like that right, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Which comes from Katzenberg and Whitman. I feel like you can push a lot of that, you know, touch Hollywood hubris, Katzenberg and Whitman, old fashioned way. All, all this stuff is just kind of like Katzenberg and Whitman. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Top down. They're unflappable, sure. right? They're, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to do this. We have this big high concept. We're going to get everybody because our we have the best phone books in the world. No one's going to mm-hmm. say no to us. Mm-hmm. Should we put them? We cross them off the list. Do we? Yeah, maybe we should. On? We should put them back on and fold content confusion, no backlog of popular content and out of touch Hollywood hubris into, into them. them. Okay. That's fair. I would say the bigger competition thing you can get rid of, because I don't think that was really a factor. Yeah. They seem to do, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Because, again, there were the Netflixes and the HBO Maxes and the, you know, all the other. Right. It's, and it's not like there was services. just one type of bigger competition. There was, like, the YouTube, which is, like, self-generated content. And then there was the, like, the scripted content. So, it seems like they could have thrived if it was a different business model or approach. Yeah. So what we have left is the name pandemic shoehorning creativity into technology. I I feel like we can uh, fold that into Katzenberg and Whitman. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. In between moments, we still have up on the board, uh, unshareable, not social media friendly, uh, Charging for the mobile content uh, and big ask the big ask. I think we can. I think we can actually fold charging for mobile content into the big ask because yeah. that's okay. it, right? I like that. Yep. Agreed. I mean, the big ask you can also put. I mean, if we're putting Katzenberg and Whitman and basically their, I mean, their decisions, which as we can see, as we got went through this list, they made a lot of decisions. They made and they sort of 
made really strong decisions one mm-hmm. particular way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the big ask is another thing that is just like that was their concept. Yeah. That was part of what they came up with. It was just to ask. I agree. You don't yeah. get to choose the next latest technology thing. It's a lot like saying, like, I know a lot about millenniums. Like, when you come out and you're like, this is going to be the next big tech thing, it's just not. It just never is. Like, the tech <laughs> right. has to rise. The people tell you what's going to happen. Like, you can watch yeah. it rise from the bottom of the app charts to the top. Anybody coming out swinging, I'm the Hollywood producer. I turned eBay around. Here's the thing you're going to listen to and watch. People... Um, in LA and New York might pay attention to that, but like no one else in the country mm-hmm. cares about Fair point. anything. That any Although I guess is- in Silicon Valley, it's like you, it's like fake it till you make it. Right. So you like, are, you have to kind of come off like this is the next big thing and hope that it works out. Do you feel like they were pushing that or do you think it really is just like they're so established that they just think nothing they could touch? I think they fail? thought that they were impervious to failure. Mm. There's hubris there. I mean, there go. there's another way to look at it. Like, you can also just say, well, they took a huge swing. Which and, is... And uh, they made a huge bet. Like, sometimes you bet on the 50 to 1 shot at the at the racetrack. And you put... These people put all of their money on a, on a really slow horse that they were like, look, if it comes in, we are going to be even more rich than we were before. And we can afford to make that kind of bet. Yeah. And, well... They, they did have a ton of investors. It wasn't just their own cash. Yeah, and Katzenberg, true. I listened to his. He had a, he was on the Kara Swisher's podcast this morning on the New York Times, and he said oh. like his most, uh, what he's most proud of now is that they returned hundreds of millions of dollars, and that they didn't burn it into the ground and run it out. Hmm. So at the, hmm. at the point that they stopped it, so that um, they could give people their money back, you know. Hmm. Yeah, but you also know what that did was it stopped. Uh, you know, there there were deals that were just, you know, people who had sold stuff and, and shows that were mid-production. It was just like, it's over. But they mm. pocketed money still. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of course. That's true. Um, so I feel like what we're talking about, though, going back to what Noah was saying about pandemic, it doesn't seem like our sub uh, the we're talking about pandemic. It seems like it's more related to them. So yeah, I think we can. Question. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no suffering through that. <laughs> I also sadly think that as much as I love the new term IBMs in between moments, I don't think that that is to blame. I think no. that's right. folded up in the in the um, detachment from reality. Yeah, I think so too. So what what are we going to do here? We've got the name <laughs> Katzenberg and Whitman. And unsh- the unshareability. I can't believe these are the last three that we ended up with. Can I make I a know. Can I make a pitch real quick? I, I think I want to bring back to life the no backlog of popular content. I think that could have been a difference maker. I think so too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think any first of all, Netflix got ahead of everybody. Right? They were the first ones, and now when people say I'm going to Netflix something, it's mm-hmm. uh, they got that verb. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does verb well. Netflix does verb well. Yeah, Netflix tick, and Chelsea. TikTok that. Do tick TikTok it. But but wait before. Yeah. So, but all the other premium streaming services that came out since have had well, except maybe Hulu, which got early, started early too. But all of them have had this backlog, right? Of pop of some kind of something mm. that they can basically say, okay, if you want to watch The Office, 
you have to sign up for Peacock. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and I think that that's just huge for people. So I kind of want to bring that back to life. And I, 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 I just want it to be in that top two. I don't know, somewhere. I dig that. I, I, feel, I feel better about that than the problematic name being yeah. in the top two. You know what I mean? I, 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 this might be controversial, but I don't like the name TikTok. Oh, another great uh, thing I read about Jeffrey Katzenberg is that in the meeting, I think that he was shutting down um, Quibi, he made some mention of the fact that he failed, he had an opportunity to, but did not invest in TikTok. Mm -hmm. And and someone, a Quibiite or whatever... (laughs) Quibite. Quibite. It's like, I'm really confused as to why he would share that information. That that feels like hubris too. Yes. It feels like this was his effort to right a wrong or something. This is what I think. This is what I think we should do here. I think that we should slap the backlog of popular content. And I think that we should send Katzenberg and Whitman's hubris to the alarmist jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that that's, that sounds pretty good to me. Um, sounds good it to might me too. prevent all of us from getting hired by them in the future, which is <laughs> just, I guess, part of the territory. You could when just you blame the me, though. I don't, I don't, you know, it's my, I came yeah, in, okay. I came in with the vendetta. You guys are, you know, <laughs> Thanks, Noah, Noah, this is what Noah wants. Oh, man. Thanks for taking the bullet for us, Noah. <laughs> Happy to. Um, all right. I, I think we got to call it. Uh, no backlog of popular content. You're getting the big slap. Katzenberg and Whitman's hubris. You're going to the alarmist jail. Well, Noah, you know, thank you so much for helping us get to the bottom of the 20. 20- 20 you know were the worst tragedy of 2020 <laughs> thanks so much As for calling said. on me to rant for an hour it's really <laughs> thank you my wife uh, is going oh good he's occupied i don't have to hear about <laughs> his jeffrey kassenberg for an hour i don't <laughs> Noah's, noah um texted me asking uh what he should do to prepare for being a guest and i said uh uh, you have to watch the entire catalog of Quibi. So we want to thank him for, for watching all of those Quibi shows. <laughs> he's been too. a busy man. Thank you. Noah's our first also double dip. Uh, he's been an expert and now a guest. That's oh. never happened before. Wow. Amazing. Yes. So thank you, Noah, thank because you. you're you're an all-star. Um, and I we hope that you uh, enjoy your IBMs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just the fact that we're doing this right now like that. no one at the meeting goes excuse me i just in my mind put ibm together in between moments and it's not a good, yeah. it was you should have been there well maybe the katzenberg and whitman are just so um you know uh fear-mongering that nobody wanted to speak up and say hey this Ooh. well that mm. lends to their hubris as well that so that i was just i, I was good. just putting a bow tie good. on it for you guys Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well no we're gonna fade out this conversation is how we're gonna get out yeah 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 this, this is episode. never ending After the death of Quibi, 
on January 8th, 2021, Roku snapped up the rights to a majority of Quibi's portfolio, giving more than 75 shows a new platform. A source familiar with the agreement said Roku paid significantly less than $100 million, equivalent to about 16 hours of content if you use Katzenberg's self-proclaimed $6 million per hour budget for the Quibi library. In the spring and summer of 2021, Roku debuted over 50 of Quibi's shows, now rebranded as Roku Originals. All shows were available to stream on mobile devices or TV, and for free with ads. The company announced that the former Quibi shows quickly became the top 10 most-watched programs on the Roku channel. That summer, three of Quibi's shows received a total of eight 2021 Emmy Award nominations. Beyond the Grave, Quibi received more nominations than Fox, Paramount Plus, or Showtime. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing Biosphere 2. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.